As we start a new year, I uh, discovered a prayer that I want to recommend that would, would become our prayer uh, for the new year. And uh, before we get to that prayer, I, I think that there's every year, I, I mean, I love the adventure of our faith. Uh, every year, I think we get to ask some new questions. And so I would like to invite us, based upon our mission statement, uh, just to begin to ask questions. And uh, again, our statement of our, our mission is we're a diverse community of ordinary people. Following Jesus, learning and living together, announcing the good news of the kingdom to our neighbors and the nations. And that statement, I mean, every year, and really you could do it more often if you wanted to, it really, it, it really says, well, where will Jesus lead us this year? You know, we get to ask that every year. I mean, I mean you could ask that every day. I mean, we get to ask, you know, what will Jesus teach us this year? He hasn't run out of things to teach us. What will Jesus teach us this year? And as Jesus leads us, as Jesus teaches us, I mean, here's the biggie. How will Jesus transform us this year? You see, if, I, if I'm the same as I was last year, something's not quite happening right. Jesus is making everything new and it starts with us. So he's renewing us from the inside out. So this transformation, maybe it's a little bit. Sometimes it's major, but there's transformation that happens within us and between us and happens between us and the world around us. Well, you know, how is Jesus going to transform us this year? Who, who will hear? Who will see? Who will experience our announcement of the good news of the kingdom of God this year? Which neighbors? What nations? Will we invite to follow Jesus with us? I never get tired of asking people to come along with us. I don't think there's anything better in life than following Jesus. Come along. Come on into this adventure. Where's Jesus leading us? What is Jesus teaching us? How is Jesus transforming our lives? So what I want to ask... And this will lead to next week with our vision Sunday. I want to ask all of you to sit with these questions. It doesn't really help to ask Jesus questions if we don't learn to listen. I mean, I think Jesus likes to talk to us. I, I think Jesus likes to answer our questions. Sometimes it seems like it's just whispers, but that's okay. So I want to invite everybody in our community, and I'll post these questions. You don't, don't feel like you have to, oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh. Or you can take a picture of them. I mean, that's really cool now with our phones. We take pictures. I want to invite all of us into the adventure of following Jesus with just these simple questions. And this is the prayer. Coming out of Colossians chapter 1. Verse 9 through 11, it's from the, the Kingdom New Testament, a translation by N.T. Wright. We're asking God 
to fill all of you with the knowledge of what he wants. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding, this will mean that you all, all of you, will be able to conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the Lord and to give him real delight as you bear fruit in every good work and grow up in the knowledge of God. We pray that all of you will be given all possible strength according to the power's glory so that all of you will have complete patience and become truly steadfast and joyful. Paul is praying that prayer for a group of people following Jesus from a town called Colossae. And it seems that what he's gotten is this report back from one of his co-workers, Epaphras, who's writing about the love in the Spirit that these people in Colossae have. If you take that love in the Spirit, you begin to just kind of expand that in the paragraph before this prayer. It seems that this Colossian community, they, they have faith in King Jesus. They're trusting King Jesus. They're trusting that the King has arrived. They're trusting that the kingdom has arrived. It's arriving. It's a community that loves all God's holy people. And I would take that in the context would mean they they love Jewish people. And they love Gentile people. Because that was the big split in that day. And they love those that are following Jesus and those that don't. They're loving God's people. They're people whose faith and love results in hope. Which is kept in heavenly places. Man, that sounds like a hope that cannot be stolen from anybody. And it's a community of people that have received a word of truth and that is producing fruit. There's a result. The word of truth has been embraced and now people are living in a way that's productive. It's a community that has come to know the grace of God in truth. So Paul prays based upon what he's learned about that community. And this is what he he prays. He prays a daily prayer. He's praying a constant, unceasing prayer. My guess is that as Paul carried on his missionary work, any time he thought about Colossians, the people in Colossae, the community there, this is the prayer he prayed for them. And I would say he prayed it every day, don't know how long, maybe multiple times a day, but it became his constant, unceasing prayer. And it's a prayer for God to fill the community with knowledge. Now that knowledge is the wisdom and spiritual understanding to recognize what God wants. See, it's very easy for us to decide what God wants. <laughs> oh, we know what God needs. Or we, need, we know what our neighbors need. Or we know what our world needs. Well, we know that. But do we? This is a prayer about, well, wait, wait a minute, time out. 
Didn't Jesus say, let your kingdom come, let your kingdom come, let your will be done, which the nuance is, would you please do through us what you want? And we can't do what he wants unless we take time to live. What is it? What is it? And it's a prayer for fruitful living. This finding out what God wants us to do, we begin to do it. Oh, we, then we find, well, that's a manner. We're living in a manner, we're behaving in a manner worthy of the Lord because that's what he wants us to do. And then I don't you love this phrase, it gives God delight. God said, look, look at those, look at those followers in Colossae. They're taking time to listen to what I want and let, they're actually doing what I want. And I'm really pleased, God says. That's a manner of living that's worthy of my name. It's bearing good fruit. From good work. And there's a maturing in relationship with God. I mean, I think that most of us would acknowledge that Jesus had the most mature relationship with God our Father. And that relationship was based upon, Daddy, what do you want me to do? This is what I want you to do. Okay, I'm going to go do it. Hey, you did it. Way to go. There's another thing. It's a prayer for strength. Because the things that God asks us to do, I want you to do things that you can't do by yourself. So I want to give you strength. I want to give you the ability to do what I want you to do. For you to do what I want you to do, you have to depend upon me. You have to depend upon each other. A strength... A supernatural strength according to the power of his glory. The power of his glory would be the resurrection power of Jesus. I want to give to you the ability that equates to the resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead. Now that's pretty powerful. And I want you to have the ability... To possess complete patience. Patience for what? My guess it's patience for transformation. My guess it's patience for the kingdom to come, to keep coming and to keep coming until it comes in its fullness. And it's a strength that enables us with that patience to become truly steadfast, to hold the course, regardless of the circumstances, and to truly be joyful, again, in spite of opposition, difficulty, that doesn't seem like it's ever going to happen. Well, that prayer is the prayer I would like for our community to pray this year. And so if you take what Paul wrote, and just kind of change it a little bit, change the pronouns, it comes out this way. We're asking God to fill us with the knowledge of what He wants in all wisdom, spiritual understanding, 
This will mean that we will be able to conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of the Lord and so give Him real delight as we bear fruit in every good work and grow up in the knowledge of God. We pray that we'll be given all possible strength according to the power of His glory so that we'll have complete patience and become truly steadfast and joyful. May we make this our daily community prayer for 2017. And may this really be our constant, our unceasing, our daily community prayer. Well, there's going to be other prayers we pray, but could this be the foundational prayer of our community for this year? Maybe numbers don't count. I just thought about the squeaky wheel, you know, gets the oil. I mean, that's in the Bible, right? Sort of. (laughs) The widow before the judge. We're a community of 50 families. If one of us in each family prays this prayer each day for the coming year, our father's going to hear this request 18,250 times. If two of us in each family remembers to pray this prayer unceasingly every day, our Father will hear this request 36,500 times. And then really stretching it. (laughs) If three from each of our families, because some of us are just one-person families, so that's hard to make it three. But just say... It would be our father would hear this request 54,750 times. What would our what would what would our father think? If he heard this request from a group of 50 families in New Braunfels, Texas in 2017, what do you think he would do? My guess is He would tell us what he wants. And so that we could be busy doing what he wants, not just doing what we want or thinking what we think is best, but doing what our God in heaven wants and the power and the strength that he has for us to do it. So that's the prayer I pray that we'll pray this year. Mm Mm-hmm. I did not print it out, but I did post it. It's in the Bible. No, it is posted. It's already posted on our Facebook page. You can go there. I will gladly provide. I didn't, I didn't print it for tonight, but I will. But what I'd like to invite us to do is just to close our, our time together tonight. What's the reference again? Colossians 1. Well, I thought it was one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And just as family units, just gather together as a family unit. If you're a one family member, join with another family. We don't want anybody left out. And would you, let's just, this is the first day of the year. Let's let one person in our family just read the prayer. Would you put it, back it up, Matt, and just put it on the prayer? Thank you very much. May we end our time together that way? Okay, and after we prayed, we'll let everybody pray. 
We're done, but we can finish up snacking as long as you'd like. Okay. Thank you. Happy New Year.